Welcome to the Purdue Basketball Podcast. I'm Elliot Bloom, joined by the voice of the Boilermakers, Hall of Famer, Larry Clisby. Episode 54 here on the podcast, and today we welcome in our outgoing senior, Ryan Klein. So, Ryan, first of all, uh, thank you very much for taking time to join us here on the podcast. Absolutely happy to be here. So, we, we, did, we had your fellow senior, Grady Eifer, was on um, during the season, and uh it was one of those things where I was, I, and I told you, I said, we're going to get you on the podcast here. And then, like, March happened, and we blinked, and it was like a month later. Um, and we're as we tape this, now we're all kind of coming down from the, the month of March and the, uh, the basketball season's behind us. But uh, first of all, before we get into kind of your background and your upbringing and things like that, and your, when you first kind of fell in love with basketball, which is kind of what we talked to everybody about, but did you ever imagine at any point that your senior year would go like this? No, I mean, um, you know, especially growing up watching, you know, those uh, um, those those March Madness games, and you know, you you you're in the driveway when you're younger, and you're you're envisioning yourself, you know, playing in those games, counting down from five, and you know, having those last shots, and you know, being able to live in those moments, and and for those to actually happen, you know, that that Tennessee game was something that was something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, it's such an incredible experience to share it with, you know, even better guys and better coaches. Well, it was incredible for all of us. And I think anybody listening to this podcast, um, it'll go down as one of the all-time great performances in Purdue basketball history. And uh, it was just an amazing, amazing night. And uh, one of the things that a little inside story here is this week, uh, coach Chambers, the Penn State coach, called Coach Painter, and they were talking about some other stuff. And Coach Painter shared it with me. He said, "He said, uh, Coach Chambers said, hey, man, Ryan Klein, love that dude. Love that dude. He goes, man, I was yelling at the TV during that Tennessee game. He goes, I was so happy for you guys. He goes, that was awesome. So it was pretty cool just the amount of people that uh, took notice and everything. And I can only imagine, like, I think all of our phones were blowing up after that game. And Purdue fans in general, you know, you you talk about it, you share with your friends, and people that know you're a Purdue fan reach out to you. But I can only imagine your phone after that game was <laughs> when you got back to the locker room. Yeah, I uh, I looked at my phone after you know we were kind of done celebrating and um, media was about to come in, so I looked and I had over 500 text messages. I was like, oh, honestly, <laughs> I, I was I didn't really know where to start, so I kind of put it down for a second and. I was just like, man, like I really don't know, don't know where to start, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it comes with the support system, you know. I mean, I had so many, you know, friends and family text me; they were so happy for me, and you know, even if it wasn't me having that great performance, you know, they, they would have been happy for me either way. But you know, um, it, that's the way it panned out, and it's just, it's, it's joyful to see, you know, the the people behind you and, and the people that support you. Well, I know you're uh, you're really close with your family, and uh, you're. Your uh, parents got a lot of airtime down the stretch of this season. Whether it was a, um, it kind of started at the game in Bloomington, the Big Ten game down there, and you hit that big shot kind of towards the end, and they showed your your dad and your mom kind of, yeah. um, you know, the sighing with the the fact that oh man, this is such a, a you know close game and the anxiety that goes along with it. But talk, take us back to when you were. Um, you were a, a young basketball player or you were a young boy when did you first uh, get the love of basketball did it come from your dad he was a player himself at Ohio State so just kind of talk us through that 
Yeah, so, um, I mean, just like you said, my dad was a, a basketball player at Ohio State, and uh, that, that's kind of where it all began. You know, he was the guy that, that taught me mostly, you know, everything I know about basketball. He was my coach from first grade until my junior year of high school. He coached me in AAU. And, um, you know, it's, it's just countless hours on the driveway, you know, him, him driving me to, uh, to different workouts and um, just him and my mom being my sports assistant. My mom would always drive me to, to workouts as well. You know, my dad's working and um, my mom would be taking care of me and uh, making sure I get making sure I, I go where I need to be. And, you know, it, it's just I had so many great opportunities and uh, I was actually a lot, actually really small uh, growing up. And I, I, my parents really didn't know if I was going to grow. I didn't know if I was going to grow. And uh, I, I always had a pretty decent skill set. Um, I was obviously a good shooter growing up. But, um, you know, I, I, just, I just wasn't tall enough. My, my freshman year of high school, I was 5'7", 135 pounds. Uh, I, w- I was a starter on the JV team. The varsity team actually hated me because uh, <laughs> I, I, I would make them run all the time. We would do, like, these 60-second drills and... I would just hit a three at the end, you know, they, and they would just be all pissed at me, and I would make them run. But you know, that was that was something that was pretty cool. But my sophomore year, I shot up. I, I grew about six inches in a year. Um, I was six two or six three going into my uh, going into my sophomore year, and I basically sat in the corner and shot threes my sophomore year of high school. And then my junior year, I kind of exploded. My uh, my, my recruitment went up a lot, and then um, going into my senior year, that's when I committed to Purdue. I remember um, that, I guess, your sophomore year, you were kind of on our radar, and we always heard about this shooter at Carmel. There's a shooter at Carmel, and Coach Owens, I think, went in and saw you. I don't know if it was your sophomore year or not. I think it might have been. And uh, he came back, and he said, he goes, I don't, you know, I don't know if he's going to end up being at our level, but I know this. He can really shoot the basketball. I mean, he, uh, it's automatic when it leaves his hands. So, um and then at some point, I know you came here for our elite camp, and played well in that, and uh, that was that was a big kind of turning point in, in the recruitment for you. And then I remember, uh, I remember down the stretch, then kind of getting it done with you. And then I know you visited here, and then I think you kind of had a uh, maybe another visit or another decision to make before you finally pulled the trigger. Yeah. So um, my uh, it was it was my junior year. It was going into my senior year. I was I was playing really good AAU ball. I was playing well. Um, you know, P- Purdue was obviously my my biggest offer. I'll never forget when uh, when I sat in the film room with Coach Payton, all the coaches, all you guys, and he offered me a scholarship. I mean, I wanted to turn around and just you know start freaking out, and you know, but I had to sit there, be calm, be composed. Uh, I, I mean, I'll never forget that that moment. And um, you know. There's nothing I would rather change. You know, I had an incredible four years. But, yeah, going back to my, my recruitment process, um, I remember I went to IU. I visited IU. Um, I didn't really get along with Coach Crean that well. Um, you know, but, you know, that's a story for a different time. Uh, but my, my dad wanted me to kind of hold out and see, you know, like what other offers I could get. Um, but, no, he, was, he, he just wanted me to make the right decision, and he wanted me to do it on my own. Um, I think in the back of his mind, he was like, I kind of want Ohio State to get on this. <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I don't blame him. You know, I was alma mater. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I ended up going with Purdue. I actually called Coach Owens. I texted Coach Owens, and then I told him I had some good news, and I talked to my dad again, and he was like, ah, maybe we should wait. And then I called him like two days later, and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm coming. 
I remember that very well, and I remember it's. I was. It's great to hear you say your reaction um, in the film room, because I guess I've been in that room a lot of times with recruits when they get that offer, and I never, I, I never see the reaction that you're talking about. Although I know a lot of kids feel that way, but it's kind of it's great to hear you say that because i would assume that that would be the reaction for a lot of guys but they always play it so cool like you can't really show out like in that no, setting yeah i mean like you gotta look professional but i'm sitting there like oh my gosh like i just want to freak out like, it's, i mean it was awesome like it's such an incredible feeling that's that's really cool because that's what i would think goes through everybody's mind a little bit before then um you know i get uh, a lot of fans that'll Hey, Larry, uh, have you seen this kid from uh, Go Bingo High School? And I'll say, no, I haven't seen him. And we got to go look at him. And But in your case, it was, uh, I'm telling you, Larry and one is a friend of mine. He said, I'm telling you now, listen to me. You have got to get this guy to Purdue. His name is Ryan Klein. He goes to Carmel. He can shoot it, brother. And and I said, well, and he said, look, don't well me. Just tell Coach Paint, tell the coaches, they've got to sign <laughs> Ryan Klein. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll, make the, I'll make mention of it, which I did. And not that these guys listen to me, but I, <laughs> I just said, uh, boy, there's some people out there really clamoring for Klein. I don't know if they're relatives or not, but and I haven't seen him play, but I've heard he's a hell of a shooter. And, and they said, yeah, he can shoot. Well, and I, th- I think a lot of fans had heard about your um, shooting ability, but then their first real look at that was uh, when that AU event was on TV and you really played well mm-hmm. and got interviewed after the game. And I think that was a lot of Purdue fans' first uh, kind of glimpse at you, which uh, – where was that tournament? It was, in, uh, it was in Las Vegas. It was the championship of – it's you know the AAU's got so many national right. championships you know right. but yeah I had 27 points I was seven for ten from three I played really well um, it was on ESPN two I believe so yeah that was that was a pretty cool moment yeah I remember hearing from a bunch of people after that game like hey just saw this guy boy yeah. we can't wait to for the, you know that. well he's a, he's a kid that's uh, had had far many more seven for tens than right. most kids yeah. get in a lifetime and you have in big games you've had. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you've had some bad games, but uh, not not that bad. Yeah. And uh, I always say, people say, the same way with Carson, you know, when he would have a really bad game, he'd say, what do you think, Larry? I said, I don't think anything. I said, anytime those guys want to shoot, they can shoot. I don't care. No I, doubt. I want to see them shoot. Absolutely. And I remember um, your freshman year when we were at Pittsburgh, and you hit those big shots oh, to, yeah. to really uh, get us going over there. Um, so hard to do as a freshman. Like, There's been a lot of guys come through the doors that you say, hey, they're great shooters, and it really takes them a year or two to get acclimated. Did you feel, even though you made shots as a freshman, um, you've been the one guy that I think just kind of out of the gates has been able to perform like that in terms of shooting the ball. Um, and you referenced the fact when you were in high school, um, you kind of making the, the varsity run. It, what is it about just big shots? Like I've never felt better about a guy taking a big shot than you since we've been here. Yeah, see, um, 
so, someone said something to me. It was actually very intriguing. It's uh, it was actually PJ's dad. Um, he's he's my trainer. He's the guy that works me out, and he said I have a good shooter's eye. Um, I, I don't have you know my, my shots a little unorthodox. You know that's what everyone's been telling me, and and he just said I I, I kind of got a feel for my own shot, and you know I, I definitely don't lack confidence. You know that's something that right, I never right. lacked. Um, just because you know growing up. Um, I mean, it, it all comes back to the height thing, you know, but I, I like to pl- prove a lot, of, a lot of people wrong. And, um, you know, d- just having that confidence, you know, I, I've never lacked it um, throughout, you know, even high school and, and college. Yeah, that was that was very evident. You have to have that if you're going to make shots, especially like you did as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, there's just over your career, man, you've had some big, big shots um, here. One thing back to your to your dad, how long did it take before you beat him? Um, one-on-one. It was uh, <laughs> it was my sophomore year in high school when I actually grew, and he couldn't block. Like, he, he would he would be nice, you know, when I was a little younger. Like, he wouldn't block my shot, but then it'd be, you know, 6 to 5, and, you know, we always played a 7. It'd be 6 to 5, and he's like, all right. Like, I'm... Like, sorry. Hey, yeah, he's like, sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just going to have to whoop on you now. And he'd, he'd block my shot, and I'm just like, hey, like, that's not fair. He's like, hey, I want to win, too. I was like, yeah, I get it, I guess. But, you know, I'm a little younger. Like, come on. Just let me get <laughs> well, it's funny because so many guys who played and learned from their dads, like, there's always that moment when you finally, like, legitimate beat them. And, like, you might be able to tell when you're really young, like, okay, dad really wasn't trying yeah. all the way. But as you get older... They're trying, mm-hmm. and then there's that moment where they can try, and they still can't do anything about it. That's yeah. that's a pretty pivotal moment. But a lot of guys remember that moment. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I remember it was, it was on the driveway. You know, um, I, I remember I won. <laughs> I think it was seven to four. So yeah, it was. Um, that was the first time. He still actually goes and, and plays sometimes at LA Fitness. I mean, he's he's getting up there age wise. He's still looking good, but. Yeah, he's he's got an incredible jumper still. You know, I won't give him that much credit, but um, you know, he, he's the one that taught me. You know, everything I really know. Now, does he uh, when when you beat him that time? Was he mad or was it more of like, okay, this is kind of cool. My son's getting to the point now where he's getting pretty good. Or oh no, he he was mad for sure. Like he was, <laughs> you know, we're both super competitive guys, and you know, um, he's uh, he he's not as much like that now, just because you know he, he's getting a little older and. You know, he, he realized that the torch needed to be passed down. Um, but, yeah, he, he was definitely angry. I mean, can't blame him. So um, talk to us about just when you get to Purdue. Uh, well, first of all, you had a very successful high school career. I mean, Carmel was um, – you played for a really good coach, Coach Hetty, who's now the um, – has moved on and and uh, done had a lot of success uh, at Marion in Indianapolis. Um, and a guy that our staff knows really well. We really respect him as a coach and admire the, the work that he does. Um, talk about the success you had at Carmel. And, um, you know, you were part of a lot of good teams down there and state championships. Yeah, so, um, you know, actually kind of the big picture. Someone told me the other day uh, d- during an interview after, I believe it was the Tennessee game or the Villanova game, that I am – 234 and 52 or something like that I have an 83% uh, winning percentage and um, that's all throughout high school and college which I think is like I couldn't I didn't believe when he said it I mean that's just that was an incredible stat that is incredible so um, my my first two years uh, we had very tough teams we had it was more older base in high school and you know we had those seniors that really carried us Uh, we won back-to-back state titles 
Um, I think those were our second, third. We didn't win another one. We hadn't won another one since the the Shepherd era. Those got those brothers were were incredible. Um, and then my junior year, I, I thought that was our best team. Um, we were we lost one game that year, and then uh, we ended up losing to HSC in sectionals. Um, didn't think we played a very good game. You know, it was it was me and Zach McRoberts who now plays at IU, who's mm-hmm. actually still one of my good friends. Uh, we, we were we were on the same team uh, that year, and then he left my senior year. Uh, we made it to we made it to regionals, and then that's where I first met Caleb Swangen. Yeah, and um, we were up eight with three minutes left, and uh, Homestead decided to double team me, and then I would have to get out of my hands. And what do you know? We, we ended up losing by by one or two at the end. And but you know my, my high school career was fantastic. Um, like you said, Coach Eddie's an incredible coach, and I have so much respect for him still. Um, keep in touch with him and and the the Carmel coach now, so um, I have nothing but respect for that program. It's gonna it's gonna be on the rise for a long time. Yeah, they've done really well, and then we were able to go down there for an exhibition game for the USA. Um, the, the event that we played in in Taipei a couple summers ago, World University Games, and we were able to have one of our two exhibition games down there at Carmel to a packed house. That was a really cool environment too, and I think um, you know one of the reasons we selected that site was the tie-in with you and uh ended up being a really cool evening down there to play in that gym again yeah that was really cool um it's crazy because i i always think you know it's gonna be my last time you know shooting in that gym or whatever with people in the stands and i remember um that three-point contest that i was into it it happened right after that and uh it was a national three-point and and dunk contest and somehow they just happened to pick caramel and like i'm the hometown guy and i ended up winning that and then what do i know two years later um, they, they pick it again, and then we're we're kind of prepping for the World University Games against Canada, and you know it, it's just a lot of fun going going back and seeing people, you know, sitting in the same seats that right. they sat in when I was, <laughs> you know, playing. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's just it's really cool to to have people support you. And um, I, I know throughout these four years at Purdue that the Carmel community has always backed me up. So talk a bit about your when you get to campus here you come in as a freshman in june that summer um talk a little about kind of the state of our team and just kind of what was going through your mind and everything entering your you know freshman year at purdue yeah it was definitely different you know it was, it was a lot more high paced um you know there, there were workouts every day every other day and um you know the competition level is just so much higher and uh i, I come in i'm probably 185 pounds maybe a little less than that but yeah it, it was definitely high pace we had uh, a lot of talent AJ Hammonds was here I've never seen a seven footer that can block shots like that I know I knew I could never go in the lane but yeah we, we had um, a lot of guys a lot of high character guys that uh, senior class that left last year PJ Dakota you know Isaac and Vince those those guys set a great example for me in my four years and two when you talked about that some of those guys on that team you walk in in that front line with Swanigan Hammonds Haas, I mean that is an incredible. <laughs> no, it, it's an outstanding front line. That's pretty impressive in terms of bodies. That would uh, that would you weren't the only guy that got dissuaded from going in the lane yeah. during that time for sure. Um, so big adjustment, you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it, it was bigger than I thought it would be. You know, I I thought it was going to be, you know, obviously a big change, but. Um, you know, it's just you got to take it as a challenge. You know, you, you just got to want to work a little bit harder and 
Um, it, it's all about beating the next man up. And, you know, in high school for the last two years, you know, I was that guy. Mm-hmm. And, right, um, yeah. You know, you, you come up to the next level and, you know, you, you come in and, you're, you know, you're average again. And um, you, you got to figure out a way to, to stand out and, you know, show everyone that, that you belong. So one thing I wanted to, to commend you on and, and, uh, and you know, I don't want to bring up past stuff, but you, your maturation here as just a person is one of the most, I guess, biggest, um, biggest changes I've seen since I've been here. And I've been here now right around 18 years. And I want to commend you for it because uh, the way you went from, I think there's a, there's a couple things that I really, really respect you for. And that is your willingness as a um, younger player to play a role, play it really well. Uh, Coach Painter said it multiple times, you are a sixth starter. Um, but a lot of guys wouldn't do that. A lot of guys would, you know, hey, I'm not starting. This is ridiculous. I'm leaving. Um, never got that sense from you ever. And when your time came this year as a senior to jump into not only a starter but into a prominent role, um, you just flourished. And I think, first of all, that's one of the reasons I respect you so much. But second, and you and I have um, I've kind of helped or oversaw you academically, so to speak, and our fans that listen to this, I, we've talked about in the past, everybody on staff kind of has uh, three or four guys that they kind of oversee academically. And uh, just the way you've been able to um, – kind of buckle down and get get the work and get stuff done has been it's just been really good to see there's been a real maturation on your part and uh you know i think that's one of the things everybody comes to college and you you got to sort things out at your own pace and your own speed um and at our hope as coaches is just you do it you know you fight you eventually do it and you've been you've been awesome i can't remember a guy that's come into his senior year and been more focused and dedicated uh than you have so i want to commend you for that but just talk about as you've been here and just kind of your transformation of just maturing and, you know, that process for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, there are a lot of, you know, smaller speed bumps and uh, obstacles that, that I had to go through. Um, but obviously, you know, there, there was one big one that, um, that, that kind of stopped me for a second. And I was like, hey, you, you got to either make a change or, you know, you're not going to be here anymore. And, you know, I, I stopped. I made a change. And. Um, you know, I, I just kept telling myself, you know, I, I just I want to make my family proud. I want to make my my friends proud, and I want to have a great time here at Purdue. So, what do I have to do to do that? And you know, I mean, like I said, I, I made the changes, and um, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of myself, and I know my family couldn't be more proud of me. You know, the way I matured and, and the way that I've carried myself throughout these past two years after my little incident happened. So, um, you know, it, it's it's been a blessing in disguise. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people will, will, will see that and, you know, and say this is, this guy's a bad kid, you know. Um, but, you know, it's it's something that, that has really helped me through, throughout my, my time here at Purdue. And, you know, I, I just couldn't be more proud. And um, I'm excited where I am now. No, we're really excited where you're at now. And like I said, it's one of the, it's one of the cooler stories that I can remember. Um, we've had a lot of great guys come through this program and uh, a lot of guys that uh, – you know, when you get to when you get to this age and you're and you're in the the pressure cooker that's high major college basketball, um, there's a lot of ways you can go when you combine playing and academics and all the other things that go along with it. And uh, like you said, it's it's uh, 
um, used it as a positive, and I think that's uh, very. Um, just want to commend you for that. So, you talk about uh, you talked earlier about your overall record between college and um, high school. So I'll never forget when uh, that class last year was walking out the door. PJ and Dakota and Isaac and Vince, and they were leaving, and they had their mark of how many wins they had. And I never forget looking at you and Grady and thinking, okay. If you go back to their freshman year, they won, what, 22 games? Mm-hmm. And you guys had to win 22 games to tie them and 23 to go around them in terms of being the all-time winningest class. So you guys brought it up last summer. I remember that. You guys knew the number, and so I know it was on your mind. Did you think about it much during this year that you wanted to try to get to that mark? I mean, there's a lot of things you wanted to try to do, but that was just another cool little goal. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, Gray and I have accomplished so much, you know, just as a class, you know together and, and as a whole but um you know it, it's just something that you look back and you're gonna be like hey that's that's really cool and no one would expect you know these the, these kids that, that they can't jump can't move you know very fast <laughs> these these guys from fort wayne and carmel um you, you would never expect these guys to be the you know the, the most all-time winning class here at purdue and um you know it, it's something that i'm going to look back in a couple years and say hey that's that's really special you know that, that's something that no one can ever take away from us and we, we just had so much fun doing it, and we're just excited to be able to, to represent Purdue in such an incredible way. Well, that's what was really cool because I know, I think everybody, I think coaches, players, like I want to get your thoughts on this too. I, I think coming into this season, we didn't really know what we had. I mean, I think we knew we had a, we had a lot of good players, um, but I think there was a lot of unknowns as well. I mean, there's a lot of roles walking out that door, a lot of starters, a lot of uh, minutes. And I think we we were up in the air on a, little, on a few things in terms of where we were going to get production in certain areas and that kind of thing. So I guess one of my questions is, talk me through like when we started the season, uh, we go down to Charleston and play well against some good competition. Um, there's games like Florida State, which was, I think, showed us something but at the same time we didn't get it done there was a game against texas there was the game against notre dame indianapolis talk me through like the non-conference part of the schedule like what was going through your mind in terms of like we were we thought we'd be pretty good then it's like oh wait a minute now it's not going as we thought what what was going through your head yes yeah, so we started off in charleston you know we, we played well uh we had two good wins and then we played you know a, re- a really good virginia tech team uh they're very well coached and um you know we, we just fell a little short and then um, after the Florida State and then the Texas game, you know, both those games too, we were right there. And, you know, it, it just shows that, that any high major um, basketball program, it's, it's going to be tough to win on the road. And um, we needed to have that maturity about us. We needed to have that resi- resiliency about us. And we just didn't have it at the time. And that's something that definitely grew throughout the season. And... Um, Everyone always asked me, you know, what was the turning point of the season? And I said, and I said the Wisconsin game at Wisconsin. And uh, that's the that's the game that really changed, you know, the, the perception of us, I think. And uh, ever since, we kind of just took off. Yeah, I, I would agree. That game was monumental. And the other thing, too, is I, it, we didn't get any favors the beginning of the Big Ten season. You know, we went to yeah. – Michigan, mm-hmm. we went to Michigan State. I mean, you have, you know, other than uh, we ended up asserting ourselves as the, as the third dominant team in the league, 
those two were kind of the presumptive favorites, and we and we have to start the Big Ten at both those places. And it kind of gave you a fa- uh, I don't like, maybe a false sense of like how good we could be because we had to go play those two teams, lose both those games. But when we were six and five after the Notre Dame game, and I, like you said, we kind of saw it at Wisconsin. But did you ever dream that you guys would be cutting down the nets as Big Ten champs? You know, after a six and five start. No, I mean that, that's what everyone always says. You know, did did you guys expect to have the season that you had? And the the Notre Dame loss was was pretty devastating to me, just because you know I I knew that we were a better team than them. And we, we had the pieces to really put them together and, and be an incredible team, you know, a team that, that made it to the Elite Eight, you know, had a possibility of going to a Final Four. And, um, you know, th- that 6-5 and five start was something that I didn't really expect. And then, you know, we, uh, we had some tough practices in December, and we came out and played a really good Belmont team, and we played really well. Uh, we we kind of let them back into it a little bit at the end, but, you know, we um, – we ended up pulling that game out, and then I, I feel like we just had you know kind of a chip on our shoulder after you know being six and five and knowing that we could be a really good basketball team. That the march through the Big Ten was such a fun uh, journey. There were so many close games. I mean, the game in Wisconsin was an overtime game that we found a way and and got the win. And despite having a couple bank shots in, you know, against us down the stretch mm-hmm. there, um, but so many big games, you know, at Bloomington and. Uh, games that just on the surface I don't think fans necessarily know how hard it is to go win at Nebraska against a team that's playing for their lives and playing for their coach's life and things like that but so many big games like that that we found a way to get it done you know like for instance the Illinois game here like somebody told me the other day that that was the hardest fought 15 point win they've ever seen in Mackey Arena and I would agree like all those games were hard games but Yet somehow you guys just kept finding a way, and as you said, we were six and five. I don't know if sixteen and four, if anybody thought that was going to come, but it was just so much, such enjoyable basketball to watch from you guys down the stretch, and really all those Big Ten games. I just thought that so many of them seems like so much fun, uh, and then to finish out your career with an undefeated season in Mackey. That had to be pretty special, too. Yeah, that was very special. Um, you know, se- senior night was incredible. Um, we we kind of waxed uh, Ohio State pretty good, and um, you know that was that was something special because I know my my dad was was rooting for Purdue for the last time, and you know he can go back to those to those ugly colors over there. So um, you know it was it, it was a lot of fun to to have that night and be able to share with Grady and his family, my family, and you know that that's something that we're never going to forget. You know, I, it hasn't really sunk in yet that I'm never going to play another game in there but um, I, I know the fans will remember me I know they'll remember Grady I know they'll remember this incredible run we uh, we had a, a few people in the department that it was their first like season around our basketball team new people and uh, they were blown away that on senior night everybody stayed in their seats and you know they're nor- they're used to a senior night where like you know a few hundred people stay or maybe a few thousand people stay and I got the comments afterwards, like, do they do that every year? And it's pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And I think that's a testament to you guys and how how much you were admired and respected as players, but also just all the stuff you guys did as as uh, Purdue guys, and and not just your abilities on the basketball pool, uh, floor, but the way you carried yourself and the way you represent our program. 
as you said, senior night was special, but it had to be pretty cool looking up there and seeing you know a packed house as you're talking to them. Absolutely, you know, you got to give so much credit to to the fan base around here. I mean, everyone's just so special. Everyone bleeds black, black and gold, and you know, it's it was just such a blessing to be able to play in front of a fan base that really cares about you, you know, more than just a basketball player. You know, they, they, they want to meet you. They want to be around you. Right. They want to, you know, come get your autograph. They, they want your their kids to meet you. And, you know, it, it's just something that's special. And uh, it, it just makes me love the Purdue community, and it makes me want to be around the Purdue community, the community for the rest of my life. So, Larry, i got to ask you, when this, like, improbable run to a Big Ten title – there's any parallels with any past teams? I know we've talked in the past about like '84. That team wasn't really expected to to win the league, but did. But any correlations or anything? I don't. I really don't see any. Um, this team was so uh, differently special. Um, you know, you you're at 500, a little bit above 500, and then. Off you go, and uh, before you know it, I mean, people are talking uh, Big Ten championship contender, maybe? Yeah, right. And, and well, and maybe, all, maybe. And, and all of us are saying, really? <laughs> no, no. Really? <laughs> These guys, no <laughs> shot. <laughs> and uh, it was just remarkable to see how they did it. I mean, it, it was, uh, it, it, there's no question it was one of the, you know, as you both know, I had a I had a terrible year, but that had to be the best year, right? To and, be able to be part of it too, and to, yeah, to give you that year was pretty. And cool. those guys, Ryan was one of them, and Grady was another. But those guys, you know, they included me the whole yeah. time, as you did, and and being included, I had you know I had to come to every game. I had to just focus on that game and they took enough away from me that I, there were other things I didn't have to worry about and uh, you know when I started the year and I was pretty average and and I heard about it and I went back and listened to some of them and I, I was pretty average I was god awful <laughs> <laughs> but but I also but I also understood why I was because it wasn't because I wanted to be, it was because I didn't have a choice. Right. And they let me do it, and uh, the network stayed by me, the school stayed by me, everybody stayed by me, including the players. And then as I started to get a little better and better and better and better, and by the end of the year, the last two games were great games, were two of the best games I ever called, and two of the most incredible games I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I, I to this day, I. I don't know how to say it, and I got to the point where I wasn't, I really wasn't mad. It was like, these guys gave everything they could give, and they're in a position to win both games, and that that uh, Virginia game, good Lord, to see that play develop, I had no way I could call it, it was so ridiculously stupid, but, <laughs> but, uh, but to see that, and to see how, you know, you come down to a, a millisecond, a millisecond from going to the final four. And that's all I could think about for the next day was a millisecond. Right. Yeah. One, this. And that's how close we were to a final four after so many years. And, uh, gosh, that was, that, that was so hard to deal with. But, 
you look at the other side of it. Who, who would have ever thought? That's the that's the, what I've been juggling with. And Ryan, I want you to talk about this too, because I I try not to think about it, but then part of me thinks I, I spend more time thinking about all the fun we had and the games we did win. And the you know at the end of the day, like you said, at some point you're going to take a step back and say a Big Ten champs. You know, we got something done. We hung another banner, got to the Elite Eight. But uh, what are your thoughts on how it ended there? I mean, I know it's going to sit with all of us for a while. but Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it was it was heartbreaking. It's something that, you know, it's it's tough to leave your stomach for, you know, a couple of days. Uh, I, I got my crying done, you know, right after the game when, when Coach Paint, you know, thanked Grady and I for everything. And then, you know, it's it's just – there, there's no point at, at really looking at the what ifs, and right. you know, um, what if this happened? What if that happened? You know, it's, it's, it's just how it goes. It, it's how basketball is. Basketball, you know, it's, um, it, it just doesn't go your way all the time. But you know, it, it, it always goes back to um, the, the big picture and how everyone counted us out. You know, being at a little over 500 and you know coming back winning a Big Ten championship. And, uh, With a good record, sixteen and four. Yeah. Well, uh, well, there's two two points of that, sixteen and four, and on a year in a year when the league was really good, mm-hmm. when Very eight good. Big Ten teams went to the NCAA Very tournament, good. and for us to go sixteen and four in that kind of year was really yeah. Special. We lost two of those games at Minnesota in the last week of the season, mm-hmm. and, and, and and think about like we like we played at Michigan State at Michigan. We started off like at, one and two, I think. Yeah, at so. Maryland. At Wisconsin, like we went to, if you took the look at the top five teams that finished in the league standings, we went to each of those places. You know, Michigan Michigan didn't come here. You know, Michigan State didn't go to Maryland. You know, Maryland didn't. I think Maryland didn't go to. No, Maryland might have went to all those players. Maryland didn't go to Wisconsin. So we were, you know, we took everybody's best shot. I mean, it was a hard earned. It wasn't one of those flukes where well, we we didn't play the top guys as much. Right. We did. And then, uh, and not only to, to win the league, but then to go in the tournament and have to play the top seed. We played the hardest seeds you would have to play as a three seed. So, in other words, we played the 16 seed. We played the two seed. We played the one seed. You know, we didn't, our bracket didn't collapse, and we didn't play guys we weren't supposed to be playing. And for you guys to just find a way, I mean, I look at the, I, I look at this, how different a feeling. Think about what you were feeling when. No gel rolled his ankle in the layup line against Old Dominion, compared to your feeling when we were walking off the floor against Tennessee. I mean, it's like think about that. <laughs> Is that crazy? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember when it happened, and, and I someone t- someone just told Coach Paint, and he just goes, "No way." Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like yeah, I saw it happen. Like I, I thought like he was just kind of embarrassed. And like he was, I, I heard he actually did something really bad to his other ankle before. He was probably just scared, but I was like. Jeez, like happened. What happened to Isaac last year? And now, what's happened to No Gel now? You know, it's just something that we just had some bad luck, and you know, finally, right. just the 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 switch, you know, fl- flipped in our favor, and you know, the walking off, like, walking off the court in that uh, against Tennessee. I mean, it, it was something incredible to to see our fan base there, and you know, just have them so excited for us. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, I mean, a, a wild ride. I mean, the Villanova game. This is the crazy thing. You beat the defending national champs. You have them down nearly 40 points. Yes. And nobody's talking about that right now because that was like one of the lowest points of the – I mean, think about that. 
that moment of being the defending national champs and having him down 30 plus and it barely gets talked about because there were bigger things ahead that 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 should speak volumes to the season you guys had and the legacy you're leaving as a as a senior well the thing the thing that got me about the whole uh, experience was um and having been part of 42 Purdue seasons and some great seasons, uh, some great years and some championship years, and Glenn's team in 94 and Miller's team in whatever year that was, the 2000 team. Uh, you know, we've, we, we've had some great, great experiences that we always complain about we don't get enough. But this was, this whole experience was totally not thought of. I mean, we didn't, there was no place from the start of the tournament that I ever said, well, I tell you what, I know we can beat Villanova. I know we can beat Tennessee. I think we can beat Virginia. But will we? I don't know. Let's see. And then it starts, and when you win those first two games, and just kill Villanova. And I have such a respect for that program. I tell you, the year before, I sat there courtside and said, I'm telling you guys, we can we can compete with a lot of these guys, but there's one guy, there's one team we can't compete with, and that's the one I just saw play. Because they, they had just manhandled Cincinnati, just just toyed with Huggies boys. And, and or they, West Virginia, you mean? Yeah, West yeah, Virginia, yeah. yeah, West yeah. Virginia, yeah. yeah. And they were, and, and, you know, you start to see that stuff. And then when we beat Tennessee, you know, I was, you know, we had lost the year before in the tournament. and Down in Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, when they beat us. And and I think that was their coming out story. Right. I think that was, hey, they beat Purdue. They're pretty damn good, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we were playing Arizona for the eighth place game. Right. Which was the best eighth game eighth place game in the history of any right. <laughs> yeah. any it's tournament uh, <laughs> that's uh, put together. But man, I'm telling you, and then when we, you know, came down to that last couple of seconds in the Virginia thing, could have been us, could have been them. And and then I realized and, and still do realize that, hey, if we won that game, we could have won a national title. I think we could have done just what they did. I think with our next game, we could have done it, and we could have done it the next game. I think I think one of your legacies, Ryan. I hope I hope this is the case because I certainly will be for me, uh, for you and Grady. Is I think you guys showed that there's always been a mentality around Purdue fans, and this is not a knock on Purdue fans. So all the all of you great listeners, um, don't take this the wrong way. I'm a Purdue fan myself, so I, at the end of the day, despite the fact that I work here and went to school here, I'm still a Purdue fan in my blood. Um, there's always been a mentality of like, oh, I don't know if we're good enough. I don't know. You guys played with such um, – uh, swagger is not the word, but just such confidence. There was some swagger. There was. There was. And, there, and I say that in a good way, but such confidence like, damn it, we belong. We're not taking a back seat to anybody. Yeah. We can win this league as much as anybody. You did. There's no reason we can't make a great run in this tournament. You did. And I think you guys just showed us by example how it's done. And I think I, I honestly believe that that's going to be kind of the mentality of this team in the, in the foreseeable future. And I think you guys established that. And I'm not knocking anybody who played before you guys. 
Um, but you just had such a confidence that maybe other teams didn't have. And I think that's one of the reasons you're able to do the things you did. And I hope that that becomes your legacy is that you show. And, and that, I think, hopefully transcends the not just our team stuff, but our fans' mentality too. That, damn it, when we line up against whoever, whenever, they need to st- stand in those stands and say, hey, we're going to win today. And they need to approach it like we're going to win all the time. And are we going to win all the time? No, nobody does. But we're going to do our best to try to get that done. And well, as a program, we shouldn't take a back seat to anybody. Well, think about um, think about these two guys here in, uh, in Edwards and Klein, where they were shooting the ball from. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times they're shooting the ball from 35 feet. Oh, it's unbelievable. 38 feet. Unbelievable. And, and, it, and it was like... All right, give you a little juke here and a step back here, and we'll let one. And I'm thinking, how in the heck can they get that thing up from 30 feet? Well, the, the little do. the little video clip that they put together of all the shots Ryan hit against Tennessee. I mean, I probably watched that no 25 times, and all those calls were really good. Yeah, my, um, <laughs> it, it was something special. I you can I tell was, us how many times did you watch. <laughs> I, I, I watched it a couple times. Um, I, I went to see my brother after the game, and we, we talk every day. And he, he said, yeah, I've, I've watched it 65 times. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it was, I had a good time out there for sure. Absolutely. God, that was stuff. Well, the beauty of it you, was you awesome. You can have that your whole life. No Absolutely. doubt. No Absolutely. doubt. Well, we'll get to our final four questions here. We've, uh, we've hashed that out enough. Um, but uh, final four questions here with Ryan Klein. Ryan, first of all, what is your favorite go-to music of choice? Um, shoot, I, I'm I'm kind of getting more into the country um, as I'm getting a little bit older. Um, I like Jason Aldean. I like Chris uh, Stapleton. You know, I, I like um, Luke Bryan. You know, I, all those kind of generic um, country singers. But okay. um, I, I'm in like the older kind of hip hop rap. I'm not really into like the new stuff. So you parallel Coach Painter a lot. He was a big old school rap guy, yeah. hip hop, and then he he's more of a country guy now too. So. I'm actually listening to more of it too, and I'm 72 and was a long time uh, disc jockey. And I actually did, I actually did three years of country music back in the 70s. There you go. So but, is your country now more? No, it's modern it, country. Yeah, it's uh, little big town and stuff like that, which I think I think they're really good. I think they're just good singers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't the words. I don't pay much attention i'm not talking about pickup trucks and stuff like that <laughs> but back back in the 70s when you were dealing with uh cal smith hello country bumpkin i got frost on my pumpkin i mean that's <laughs> that's what we were listening to back in those days and actually playing it's come a long way is what you're yeah. saying all right question two in the final four here uh what is your favorite book or a good book you've read recently um, I, I'm actually in the middle of it right now. My girlfriend's dad recommended it to me. He is a he is the head coach of um, of the Carmel hockey team. It's called the Captain Class. It basically um, it, it 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 basically kind of gives you all the best teams ever, like out of out of any sport, and um, it, it puts them into tiers. You know, there's tier one, two, and three, huh. and, and it just says how they became so good like what what individually made them such a good team and it's just a great book on leadership and you know the the different ways that you can affect um not just teams but you know the the businesses that you're that you're uh 
get going to work for that you're working for now. So it, it's just it, it's interesting. I'm about halfway through, so um, I, I don't know are much you, about it. Right are now. you going to coach? Uh, that, that's something that I want to do when I'm when I'm older. Yes. So let me ask you something in that regard. What makes teams great? Was this the best locker room you've ever been in? Uh, I, I would or have close? to say I would have to say yes. It, it's definitely um, you know one of the top two or three. Um, it's just because we got along so well. Uh, th- there was one team, and uh, in, it was my sophomore year of high school, that was kind of the same way. We, we all just got along. We were all really good friends. We would all hang out, hang out off the court. And um, th- that's something that you need. You know, you, you need that relationship with, you know, the people that you're playing with. I've never – I've been around uh, a lot of locker rooms. Very few got along like you guys did. And, and what was well, – that's one of the beauty of sports is so many different backgrounds, so many different guys from different parts of the country, different – um, different family styles, different upbringing styles, and yet there's always something we could all talk about and laugh about and joke about. It was just great. I mean, you guys, and, and I, I give you and Grady a lot of credit for that because I think the leadership gets set from the upperclassmen, and I think that's one of the best things you guys accomplish. As much as everybody saw what you did on the floor, um, those around the program just respected how you kind of managed that team mm-hmm. in the locker room. You guys did a great job yeah. with that stuff. I think that's um, I think chemistry, which is uh, you know kind of a word that we probably overuse now. I remember a time when chemistry was the new word, when you know you had team mentality or team togetherness, that type of stuff. But I, someone asked me the other day, said, so "What what's the difference between the good teams you've seen and the bad teams you've seen?" And I said, well, I've seen a lot of good teams with good players that haven't had good records, and that's because of their attitude. When a team gets along with the coaching staff and the team gets along with their players, they don't have, as I've always said, you don't have to fall in love with that guy. He, you know, you're, the guy that you play with, he's, he doesn't have to be your best friend. But when you're playing with him, he's got to be a pretty good friend. Right. And... And that's where you see the difference between good teams and average teams. And you'll see, you know, people ask, well, how come Duke didn't win the championship this year with the players they got? Well, they didn't win it because apparently, and I'm just saying it, I'm not not, not taking a, a knock at Mike because he's the best there ever was. I'm just saying somewhere they lost that. Right. And, uh, and, and the difference between them and Virginia was – that yeah yeah you could see Virginia had it and we had it I mean it's just it, you guys were all year whether it was Bill Nova had it the previous two years absolutely absolutely but other you know bus rides hotels and we had a lot of a lot <laughs> of fun did. this we year had a lot of fun yeah <laughs> something I'll never forget <laughs> okay question three here on the final four with Ryan Klein um, if you could wave a wand and do any profession tomorrow. What would that be? Oof. Oh, I without a doubt, I'd love to be an NBA basketball player. Um, you know, it's just it's it, it's fun to, to to get to do what you love. You know, for, for a living, and you know those guys in the NBA are making a lot of money now. So um, that would be something that I would love to to use my little wand trick with. And um, I, I'm sure basically everyone on this team would want to do the same. Is there anything outside of basketball that you would? Oh, that's. That's a good question. Oh, I I know it's a, it's another sport, but I would love to be a professional golfer. That's the, you're the third person yeah. who says golfer. Like yeah. it, it's so great just because you can 
it, I, I feel like as long as you stay like limber and, and flexible and you know obviously you, you need to play golf for a long time in order to be good at it but like you can just get fat you can do whatever <laughs> there there are some fat golfers yeah, I, that i mean and yeah. they're fine they do all right john daly he, he was one of the guys yeah. that was the most entertaining and um he was entertaining. You know, it's, yeah he's definitely Who, entertaining he's a guy they call beef now uh, oh, with the beard. He, yeah, he, he's a big guy. Yeah, um, I follow I, him on Instagram. He's hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm very excited for the Masters this weekend. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, me, me and my dad used to always watch on spring break together. That's awesome. And your dad's a really good golfer, and I know you guys have you have a lot more time for that now. Carry your trash talking over to the golf Absolutely. course. Absolutely, without a doubt. Now, how does he still dominate you in golf? Oh, he's still yeah, he's still <laughs> a scratch golfer. I don't think I'll ever be able to beat him. That's one thing that'll always get me in. I want to say to you, I uh, had a chance to uh, get to know your mom and dad this year. You too, but you know, I went through a, a tough year, and uh, they were right there too. So. They're great people. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to spend the banquet with them tonight, too. I know they're excited. Yeah, that'll be really cool. I, I, and I'm going to miss seeing them at the hotels and, and oh, sitting yeah. behind they're the bench during games. Along. And, oh, my see, we were, uh, your dad and I grew up pretty close together. Oh, did they? Nice. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm, I'm from Warren, Ohio. He, he grew up there a little bit south of uh, yeah. Columbus. and Millersburg, super small town. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I live pretty close to there. Nice. So we got to talking uh, last time we were out, and we got to talking a lot about the state playoffs and stuff like that. Talking about Clark Kellogg, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Clark was our guest on the last podcast, so we yeah, he, he texted me after the Tennessee game. Clark you know, I was did looking, he really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I was looking at um, the numbers that uh, I think it was Lenny Sego sent me a thing. He said, "Well, on this date, this is back in February." I said, "On this date, you know." Uh, Shell House put in 62 and uh, or not 62 but 52 and uh, of course um, this was the month that uh, Mount had 61 and then uh, Dishinger had 56 52 56 61 and I'm looking at the numbers we put up at the Carson put up 242s you know in a in a state tournament game and Clark, he had a 51 and 24 game, and that was 25 right. oh years gosh. ago, you know? So, Good Lord. You said Clark texted you. Is there anybody else you got texts from? Like, who, anybody that just blew your mind that, like, man, um, this guy's reaching out to me? I got a, a couple tweets. I, I actually know Donovan Mitchell previously just because he was in a slam dunk contest when I was in the three point contest. So, okay. we, we keep in touch a little. And then uh, Kyle Kuzma tweeted at me, Mark, Mark Ingram tweeted at me. Um, you know, it was something that I was just like, man, I didn't know. Like everyone was really watching this. You know? That's it, awesome. It was, it was so cool. That's amazing. The power of the tournament in I terms know. of how many eyeballs are on. Exactly. You. That is that's awesome. Okay, last question here on the final four with Ryan Klein is: What is something that either no one or not many people know about you? Um, well, it, it actually kind of got exposed, uh, you know, during the tournament. But uh, my my two little nieces, they're they're, they're the light of my life. You know, they're they're great. Um, they're uh, they're two uh, little little girls that I, you know, try to talk to as much as I can, and um, you know they're just they're so great to be around and so much fun, and uh, I'm just really excited to see them grow up. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, any parting shots, Larry? Well, uh, he's one of the best we've ever had. Yep, appreciate that. Yep, and uh, and this was a great great season. One I always remember. 
yeah, for a lot of reasons. Yeah, right. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, as I referenced before, I think the one thing that hopefully your guys' legacy is just um, just how you played it, how you played the games, how you um, kind of took us all on this ride, and uh, you guys never wavered, just the confidence you guys had. Uh, just uh, couldn't be couldn't be more pleased to be able to be part of it, and um, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch, and we'll definitely have you back on the podcast here down the road, and we'll look back at these uh, at these games, and we'll we'll revisit all some of these moments as well. And before we get out of here, you got to make sure you take a picture with my girlfriend, my fiance, because she's she is your big biggest fan. fan. There's no question. Right. Yeah, she is, <laughs> and. Uh, she wants a picture with Ryan Klein. Can you get that done, Larry? And I said, no, well, I can't, and I'm in trouble. <laughs> then we need to get that done for you, then. We can get that done. I was just talking to Ryan before we started taping. I said, you know, we got some things lined up next week with you and Grady. we got to get a, some pictures of you guys with, the, you know, two Big Ten titles and some of the other trophies you guys won and things like that. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys come through here, and very few guys have come through here with multiple Big Ten trophies like that. So he'll uh, he'll leave here as the... All-time winningest player in uh, Purdue basketball history. That's something, man. I do know that uh, Tommy Luce was already in the locker room oh. talking up, talking it up the other day. He he knows the number he needs to get to. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tommy, best of luck, man. I, mean, yeah. I, I hope you do get us. Grady said, he goes, you know, if I was going to lose to a dude, he goes, I wouldn't mind losing Tommy I, on that. I would be thrilled, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, uh, that's that's episode 54 with Ryan Klein. Ryan, thanks for taking time to join us. Absolutely. Really Thank appreciate you. it. All right. Well, I we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, that was our 54th episode. We'll have more throughout the off season here. Remember, if you want to give us your feedback, you can reach us at boilerballpodcast at gmail.com. Appreciate everybody listening to us. And until next time, be curious, be informed, and be well. Thank you.